Hello, it's your boys. They're back in the room. How are y'all doing? Uh, it's me, Eric, now all of a sudden deciding the host, uh, deciding the host, and I am joined by my brother, Chris. Hello. Yes, we are back. Just the two of us, Adam, unfortunately, could not uh, make it this particular day. But if, if you are you know, aware of who we are, you know that we talk about all sorts of different uh, media topics, movies and video games and music and so on and so forth. Uh, that's what, and if you're new, welcome to the channel, right? If you enjoy what you see, hit the like button, ring the notification bell and smash that subscribe because every single one is super exciting to see. I do actually enjoy seeing when someone's commented or someone has subscribed. It's great, right? So please do that sort of stuff. Leave a comment as well. If you have any opinions on what we're going to be talking about, which is today, we're going to be talking about the new Resident Evil international trailer that was released during the week. And we're definitely going to be talking about that gameplay overview of Elden Ring. So without further ado, let's get into it. I gotta say, I love that intro. I think you use that intro more often. Uh, I mean, sure, if if the if the committee is happy with it, go to the committee, and hopefully Adam will feel better soon. He's under the weather. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, as I said, we're going to be talking about Resident Evil. So, yeah, how did you think of it, Chris? Actually, because I think you you brought it to my attention first. Yeah, I am. Um, so there was. Yeah, it's, I think it's called the Nightmare trailer that they released kind of during the week. And it's only like a minute long. Mm. Um, and then and then I found out that there was also an international trailer um, that was released the same time as the original trailer that we saw and spoke about last week, um, which is like it's a full length trailer, mm-hmm. but it's very different in tone to the to the other trailer. Yes, uh, it's it's more in tone with this one minute nightmare trailer. It's more like this one, okay. Which um, like I have to say, like d- don't get me wrong, I don't like this trailer. Didn't like change the fact that the CGI still doesn't look good. The actors are still not actors I would have personally picked. Um, I am worried about the script and uh, overall tone of this movie in general. However, if you're just going to get objective, I think this is a better trailer than the other trailer in terms of presenting a horror movie. Yeah, I remember with the last trailer, we did get a comment saying that we were very brutal. <laughs> and you know, what, you know what? And I was actually glad that anyone that someone said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like that like, yeah, that was nice. That was nice to hear. Like, um, but yeah, sometimes we are brutal and other times we're very generous. This this trailer was definitely much like I only saw the one minute one. I didn't get to see the full length sure. uh, international one. I only saw the, the, the one minute one. But that was a, a way better edited trailer. And it doesn't have the Hey Yeah song in it. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is a blessing. And Lisa Trevor, yeah, looked kind of, looked actually pretty scary. I think we said that about the last one, didn't we? We were like, of all the creatures or whatever they're showing, it's like we didn't get enough of a look at Lisa Trevor. We were like, but she could be scariest, the scariest monster or the coolest monster in this. And now seeing her a bit more, mm. yeah, she looks really, 
creepy. Good. Because it looks like they're they use maybe I'm wrong, but it looks like they're using prosthetics for her. I could be wrong there. Yeah. But I think Man, can you imagine if you're walking up to like a little tent in the corner of your bedroom and you lift a sheet and that's what's sitting in there? Man, I'd be scared the minute I enter my room and see a little tent in the corner of my room. I didn't <laughs> put like, it there. <laughs> oh, who, who the fuck? <laughs> Who's been in my room? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How do they even get in there? <laughs> get that in there. And there's That's that cool. scene where you'll see her where she's like, it's almost like she's a contortionist. Yeah, she contorts like, her whole arms around her, her head thing. That yeah. looked very like the way she moves in the game. Yes. Well, again, the only way I, I, I only remember seeing her from uh, mainly the Umbrella Chronicles on the Wii. Right, which is and like a retelling. Yeah, she didn't really contour her body that much, but just the kind of hunchback way in her hands handcuffed. I think I met her very early on in the HT remaster of Resident Evil 1. Right. Where I was very yeah, like, yeah. why, what the hell's going on here? Why is she so early in the game? But uh, yeah, still kind of moves around the handcuffs. Very creepy girl. She is way scarier to me than the tyrant. Like, mm. A tyrant is a menacing force for sure. Like in real life, yeah, of course, I would hate for a tyrant to come after me. But in the context of the games, I always feel like the tyrant just looks like a boss. So it's like, okay, it's time to fight. Mm. Lisa Trevor is like the spider lady from The Evil Within. Yeah, She's just creepy in her very design. And I do not want to fight her. Yeah, because at all, <laughs> Mr. X and Nemesis are terrifying in their presence. They're yeah. like, oh, I, I don't, I like, oh god, or, or even in their music, but not their design. Mr. X looks like a big, tall guy in a coat and a jacket. It's, yeah, it's like, more like the challenge that comes with them is the scary part. It's the god, like I know these guys are bulletproof. Yeah, so I can't fight these guys. Whereas Lisa <laughs> Trevor is like bulletproof and vulnerable. <laughs> But also, she's just terrifying. She's just yeah. scary. And probably is bulletproof. Like, Spider Lady was bulletproof and looked terrifying and sounded terrifying and the whole aspect. I guess she was terrifying. Did this did this trailer make you want to go see it? No. Oh, I know. They'd still, uh, I'll watch it on Netflix, maybe have the lads over a few drinks pizza and, like, laugh at the movie. Right. right, right, right. <laughs> that's, that's what it is for me. Do you think there's any chance that it could surprise us. Oh, yeah. Of course, there's a su- chance that it could. Sure, Aquaman surprised us. That was good. And that to looked like fair, garbage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. You know, there are, there are some Guardians of the Galaxy that look good. Well, that was really, that was good fun. That was very enjoyable. Yeah. Put a yeah. top tier, one of those top tier Marvel movies. So, yeah. And, and sometimes you get a movie that looks great and then you go see it and it's, and yeah. it's not. And it's not great. Yeah, see, it's just uh, we, one of those things where it's just yeah. it's it's a video game movie. Yeah, and we have now learned this year that even if the director sounds like they know what they're talking about, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean they're going to deliver on what they're talking about. That's you're referring to the Mortal Kombat one. I'm referring to the Mortal Kombat. Oh my god, the Mortal Kombat. Movie. Well, it's it's yeah. funny that you mentioned that because that was another thing that I saw. It wasn't released last week, but it was actually when the first trailer came out. Uh, but I only saw it during the week. Which was that the director does have a commentary on YouTube. It is worth watching for anyone who's in any way interested or just curious about this film. Or even like, do you remember last week we were talking, we were like, don't even know who's directing this. Like, right. Yeah. 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 So uh, you get to listen to him break down the trailer 
okay. and talk about the different elements and what he included and all that stuff. Very like the guy who directed Mortal Kombat, where you're like, I mean, on paper, yeah, the guy sounds like he knows exactly what he's talking about. Like, he's obviously a fan of the series. There's even, I didn't notice, but in the, the original trailer where the projector is on, on the screen, mm-hmm. uh, it's the Ashford twins are on cool. the screen at the time. Mm-hmm. It's, so he recreated the cutscene from Code Veronica, and he said that actually he used a bit of the cutscene, like the actual PlayStation 1 cutscene is actually in the movie. He, like, snuck it in. Because it looked so shoddy and kind of grainy anyway, he used he just put it in there. Um, so there's a part of the game actually in the movie. And so you hear things like that, or, you know, when you get to the bit where it's, like, itchy, tasty on the wall, and he, you know, points out the diary entry from the first Resident Evil as to why he's using that. And, and you're like, okay, so it all sounds good. But of but, course, then you look at the, <laughs> the like. But then the, they're going to have Arcana and stuff in right, the movie, right. and you're going to be like, "What the fuck, like, what's going on here?" Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll try and explain the green herbs. Yeah, they'll use that as the main plot point instead of just realizing that it's like, no, no, that's just a game mechanic. You don't need uh, to explain well, the game hold, mechanic. Hold on, <laughs> yeah, well, yes, you don't need to explain the green herbs and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I mean, you don't even need them in it. You can no, have no. first aid sprays. Do you think there will so- be? Someone gets a, I mean, that'd be nice. Like if someone gets a burn or something, to use a first aid spray as to sort of characterize the imagine something like that'd be yeah. cool. That'd be cool. But uh, like in fairness, the T-Virus did come from a plant. So they could actually have the green herb design in like an uh, like umbrella facility mm. as like there's the green herb, but it does the T-Virus thing. They could. With all those little details that are like showing up now, like in the trailers, and just the sound of like the director talking about how much he's trying to include, do you think that um they will include the line Jill sandwich? See, on on the mindset of how I'm wanting to view this movie, I hope they do because it would be <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> I I don't know. I think it's in it. I, I mean, think <laughs> I think the Jill sandwich line is gonna be in this movie. I really do. That'd, that'd be great. That'd be so and maybe funny. someone shouting Leon help or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's such an easy line to put in there. Uh, yeah. Although, actually, although I think he actually, I saw another up where it's. I think the director wants to do Resident Evil Four next, or at least Resident Evil Four is on the ra- radar to be made next as a movie. One or the other. Oh boy, <laughs> I mean, because like, yeah, right, you, you get there's, I I haven't heard that before, so that's new to me. But like, maybe it's, things, it could be only a rumor. Like, I mean, two things going in my head there. No, I mean, in one way, it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. If this first Resident Evil movie is like it's covering the events of one, sort of Raccoon two, City, three, Code Veronica. It only makes sense you have to go for four. Well, next. actually, I'm no, I'm just wondering if there's teases to code Veronica and Claire is the main character here, and Leon might be the kind of secondary main character, depending on how it plays out. Might they do code Veronica next, right? Hmm. And then the events of Resi 4. Oh, it'd actually be focusing more on Claire and Leon, Leon. being the main characters of this trilogy or whatever. Sure, yeah. Or or and this is a worse idea. So if anyone's listening to this, don't do this. Or they try combine the events of Code Veronica and Resi 4 and Resi 5 as the next 
don't do that do not do that <laughs> don't do that no that won't work it's a bad idea do not do it the ashford twins are in spain who've been experimenting and everyone yeah don't the, don't do that under the rule under the rule of of um wesker wesker yeah. is the ashford twins is what so tom hopper is playing wesker right is he yes. gonna go bad in this movie That'd be nice. You gotta have a human villain. Yeah, but then your man William Birkin's in it, right? I imagine he's the main villain of this one. You gotta have an actor who can act play the villain. Right. <laughs> Poor ne- what's his name? Neil McDonough? I think so. Yeah. He shows up in a lot of a lot of stuff. Yeah, he, he does. He does a lot of TV shows. Wasn't he the one of the villains in Arrow? Yeah. He was Damien Dark. He was. He was. He was also in the first, uh, the the first Captain America movie. Was he? I think he was. I think he was part of the team. Maybe I'm really? wrong. I apologize if I'm wrong. I think he was. Oh my god, I don't remember him in that. But then, I I can't remember everyone in that particular movie. Barely remember the movie. <laughs> yeah, I I remember laser guns. Yes, and that annoyed me. <laughs> and Bucky fell off a train. Into yeah, water. that was the kind of important part because then yeah. the rest of the Captain America movies were awesome and they all surrounded her Bucky, really. So, yeah, yeah, that's all you needed to know, really. But yeah, better, better yeah. trailer, uh, better, better trailer. It's it's actually a pity that it was short, but then there is the, the fuller length international one. But yeah, no, it's it's a good, much more better, better editor trailer, better sounds, less of the hey, yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I do get worried though. I know um, poor Adam is not here to like fight his corner here, but I know he's really excited for the Metal Gear Solid movie he because is. of the director and because the director seems to love it and know what he's talking about. And right. I'm like, okay, well, here's two instances of directors who sound like they hey. really know and love the source material uh, in both the guy who made Mortal Kombat mm. and now the guy who's making this. Yeah, and, and I'm like, sure when you actually see the quality of the films, it's like, no, he it could be great. Oscar Isaacs is is attached to play Salt Snake. He's a great actor. He's a fantastic actor. So that already is like that's good. And I don't know a lot of movies that the director. It's made, not a bad I'm... choice for actually. Yeah, it's not. It might be might be a bit too old, but not a bad choice. No, and uh, I like I haven't seen all this director's movies, but Kong Skull Island. Like visually, is a bunch of fun and it's a well-made movie. It's not a bad, like it's not a bad film. It's a well, Mm. it's competently made movie. So, with those things aside, it's like okay, yeah, it could be great. But just given the Uncharted trailer, and again, everyone attached to that talks about how they love the franchise and they know it in and out, and they're using all these references. With this one, again, the director talks about how he loves the franchise, how he got so much into it, how he's following it so closely. Mortal Kombat was the same thing. I just, I still get worried because I've yet oh. to see a video game adaptation movie that's just, that follows the game, but is also a good movie. Yeah. Like you said before, and you've said it many times every time we mentioned these, just treat them like books. Just treat yeah, them like books. But also, but also make them well. Well, yeah, but like what I'm, what I'm yeah, obviously what I'm assuming what you meant by it was. Yeah. Stop taking, you know, shit from the other ones and putting yeah, them yeah. in, or stop like twisting it and changing it and stuff. Like, only tweak 
what will fit the narrative of the story. Much mm. like if you take Lord of the Rings, Aragorn has a completely different sword up until the third one. But right. in the books, he has broken Andriel. And then when he leaves, or Narsil, and then when he leaves Rivendell in Fellowship, he's leaving with Andriel. Right. And, and they he's were going... like, they're thinking about, well, in the movies, this would this is his story a better, arc. a more dramatic uh, yeah. effect if we save that till the last movie. Yeah. yeah, and he's like in the books, he's going specifically to to become the, the king of Gondor. Mm. But in a movie, you need a kind of, essentially a better story arc. And the story arc of him becoming king after not wanting to be is just a so much better motivation. Oh, Lord, that nearly so that nearly everything else that's ever dealt with a character becoming king has done that. Hmm. I mean, Aquaman does it. He doesn't want to become king, and then he becomes yeah. king at the end. You know, he's just, he's... Lord of the Rings should be the blueprint for everything. <laughs> it's yes. like, what did Lord of the Rings do? Okay, let's take that approach to making yeah. our movie. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that is that is our thoughts on on Resident Evil trailer, the international trailer. Uh, well, the shorter one, the nightmare trailer. So. Without further ado, let's get on to the much anticipated game. I think it was voted most anticipated game of the year, wasn't it? Last year? Yeah. 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 The the cool. hype for Elden Ring is huge. It's off the charts. Massive. Like I think people are probably already like, this is the oh. game of the year next year. Yeah, yeah. No, people are already like, I'm buying this. It's this. I, I saw a horse. It's amazing. I'm buying it. It's this and God of War, isn't it? These are the two. Mm. biggest games like and i'm talking on a not from a personal standpoint but like the yeah, wider the gaming world what? these are yes. the two titans next year yes elden ring and god of war but we didn't really see much more gameplay for, for god of war so we're not talking about that we no, no. released a 20 minute gameplay overview essentially for elden ring so what did what did you think of it because you're not a dark souls fan you're not from well Sorry, you're not a From Software fan because you haven't really played any of their games. So, yeah, no, I'm generally not. Um, but I can 100% appreciate them. So I'm not. I'm not someone to because I don't want anyone to think like that. I just bash these games just because I don't enjoy the gameplay loop. Uh, and I won't lie, and it does come from. It's like people probably say, "Oh, you, you just suck at them." Yeah, I do. I am shit at these games. And as a result, I don't enjoy them. I don't find them fun. I don't find the loop fun. And I don't find the like constant customization to better yourself or improve yourself. I don't, I don't find that engaging. But the world is always fascinating to me. The creature designs, I mean, from software design some of the coolest monsters and bosses they always have you have to give them that no one can take that away from them they make amazing scary horrible looking bosses and i think mm. this game is no exception and just based on it i was looking at it the whole way through and i was going this looks like it could be from software's best game I could be wrong. Maybe other people will feel differently, especially those who have actually played a lot of the From Software games. But I was like, the world looks stunning. Those mm. big trees just look straight out of Lord like, of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings or some like just these amazing medieval fantasies. Um, 
the graphics look great. The performance looks great. Mm. Um, if this was more of an action RPG, yes, this would be a day one purchase for me based on what I saw. Ooh. I would buy okay. this no problem. It is just the gameplay that's going to stop me. It's just and when, I, when be... I mean the gameplay, I mean the combat. There's nothing wrong with the traversal to me. There's nothing wrong with how the graphics look. Uh, cosmetics all look cool. Like you can make yourself look so different. And what I was mm. saying earlier on about like constantly changing or like t- constantly customizing. Um, I don't know how close it is, but I was playing the like trial version of that Final Fantasy uh, Strange Paradise. Right. You know, yes. Right. Which is supposed to be like a Soulsborne esque gameplay. Yeah. Every few seconds, I was changing what I'm wearing. Right. Dark Every. Souls. No. I yeah, was like, dark, I spent dark... more time on a menu than I did actually playing it. I was like, this is so boring. How can anyone enjoy constant? It's like new boots. I'll put them on. New gloves. I'll put them on. A new headband. I'll put it on. New fucking sword. I better they're, equip that. They're, new they're not like they're not like that. Oh my god! It was every like it's like fucking hell. Like how how much stuff are you going to collect over the scope of this game? Like it felt like not not like in that context, it felt like nothing was earned. Mm, okay, yeah. You know, like if you got to the end of a dungeon and then found a chest, and I had a pretty cool weapon in it. Yeah. And you're like, you cleared that dungeon and got a cool weapon for it. Yeah. So now you want to go find another dungeon and do do that kind of thing. Because these are kind of dungeon crawler games. Yeah. But in that, it was like every time you turn a corner, you get a chest. You know what I mean? It was like, fuck me. This yeah, is no, ridiculous. No, in, in from software games, it's more like, oh, tank, fuck, I found an item. Sure. And then right. it's like, oh, a new shield. That's awesome. And it turns out the shield that they just gave you is worse than the shield you already have. So it becomes a game of survival. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'd imagine this game might be a bit different as it's a huge open world traversal game in that you probably will get a lot of items and weapons mm. and stuff, but I imagine they'll still stay qu- quite true. Like if you want to make the game really easy for yourself, you pick the 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 knight character, the character with all the heavy armor and stuff. Yeah. And then as you would go down the list, you'd probably pick one of the weaker characters with like no armor. Or you can go like in the middle or something like that. That's kind of how they do it. But like, just because you chose a particular class that might have really good armor, that means all the armor and weapons you're probably going to get for the first like hour or two are going to be all from the other classes. So they're actually worse. Nice. So you have to try and improve yourself another way. Uh, while if you go at the very bottom, everything you're going to get is going to be better than what you have. Okay. Yeah. I guess. That's, that's, yeah. that's how they kind of did. So it's not going to be. Well, at least I would hope it's not going to be every five seconds. No, I'm sure it's not. Look, it's, like, it's not fair for me to compare the works of a totally different studio with this studio. Mm. Um, but I, I remember just playing that. I was like, oh, my God, if this is what these games are like, this drives me crazy. Um, no, no. But no, I get it. Like I, like, I remember when you were over with Demon's Souls and I played a bit of that. Like, And I know that was a remake by Bluepoint, but it is a very faithful remake. It is following the actual gameplay of the original. Um, stunning. Like, absolutely mm. amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Game like. I can't I, fault it. I, I honestly do. I, I would be in agreement with you, even though I've played them more than you. I've, I, I, I do wish 
that they were just action adventure RPG games. Because sometimes right. I just I would just love to be able to play and explore and just be fine with it because they are mm. just they had they have so much to offer. Yeah, even, yeah. Though mo- even though most of them are quite linear, there's always that like one little path that, that goes off, and you could end up finding a hidden boss. Like it's a completely different boss. You're like, I didn't know this was here, and you find a whole new area, and it's got all these secrets and all these items, and you're like, Well, all right then, cool. Yeah, even though yeah. it's off the beaten path, like so. Sometimes I do wish it was just a nice, nice little Skyrim I, or adventure game. Yeah, because I, I just, I, I suppose I kind of wish because the bosses look so cool. I mm. kind of wish that my feelings going in would be like, "Fuck yeah, a boss fight," which for look at. There are some like hardcore gamers who like they do feel that way because they're yes. like, fuck yeah for the challenge. But my feeling is like, oh no, a boss fight. But that is that's, that's you know what they're actually wanting. Because they're horror games. They're right. fantasy they're fantasy horror games. You're you are you, you know that feeling of dread you have when walking down a dark hallway in like Resident Evil 2 or something? Sure. That that would be that could be the feeling you could have playing these games. They are horror games. Yeah, no, which that is makes one sense. thing I really like because it's this dark fantasy. It's it's there's nothing hopeful about it. Everyone's fucking losing their minds left, right, and center. But in saying that, going back to Elden Ring because that's what we're supposed to be talking about, uh, I love that you can bypass the enemies. One of the yep. first things they show is you riding, and it's just this caravan mm-hmm. of uh, all these enemies and a big like carriage ch- cage thing being brought by these two ogre-looking or giant things. And they're dragging it with the fucking chain sticking through them. Yes, yeah, sticking through the chest. That's the shit like, I like. The designs like, are awesome. Fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you're just riding on this horse and stuff. It's like, that's great. And then just the the boss that comes in randomly. Just this the dragon? dragon. It's just like, fucking, that's cool. I was like, that is the coolest dragon sequence I have seen since Take a Shot Skyrim. Uh, yeah. But it is like. <laughs> yeah, that was. I, I actually kind of, I kind of took holy fuck. I'm watching my phone. I was like, holy fuck, because it just came boof, out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah, yeah. crashed into the ground. That was awesome. And the, the actual the magic looks class in it. Some of the spells you can have in it, it just looks so helpful. And it looks like, and I know this isn't new to this game because I do believe there was, uh, you would know better, there was stealth in Sekiro, right? Yeah. So there's like stealth play in this one. It looks like there's, there, yeah, a lot of mixture from everything in this. It does. It looks like they're kind of... Um, blending everything together yeah yeah there what would you call that there's a name on that where it's like this is like your grand your uh, magnum opus your... yeah like so far like this is the the best of what they've done so far their greatest mm. hits i suppose yeah all in one, in one game you know the kind yeah. of world of say a dark souls with gameplay elements and also designs from say bloodborne and gameplay elements of sekiro and hmm. like it just yeah. looks like a bit of everything yeah looks cool i don't know why i really love the horse but, yeah. At one point, I was trying to figure out. I was like, "Is it a horse?" Cause just because of like the horns. I was like, "Is it yeah. a horse with horns, or is it a fucking bull?" Because <laughs> you only ever see the back of it. Like, yeah, uh, I, I came to the conclusion like, it's a horse with horns. <laughs> I thought it was a horse, but it had like a mask thing with horns on it. That That's... makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Although, no, fuck you. There's ogres pulling a chariot with fucking chains through their chests. Like anything is possible. It could be anything. Yeah, that's true. And the whole jumping up the well, then there actually it could have been a fucking giant goat because yeah, obviously I know it's the spring of wind or something. Yeah, yeah. But the, the way it jumps up, this it looks cool. A goat. Yeah, it does look cool. And it looks yeah. like a really polished game. Mm. I will say I thought the narrator was a bit boring. 
Right, but not not very enthused. Yeah, and I was like, like what you're showing is actually awesome. So, why are you that excited? Yeah, it's like, and here we just have a little bit of gameplay. You know, it was very like he was very like chill about what like other people are like crazy for. Yeah, and it could have done with a little bit of, um, I don't know who are really you know like some of the guys at Xbox, they're really good at hyping their shit up. Like even if it's not good, they're just so good to go. Right? What did you think of that? You know? <laughs> yeah, like, there's yeah. Really? He should have been like, there was more rad to be had. Like there was know? a lot of rad to be had in the other <laughs> gameplay <laughs> loop. Yeah, yeah. Like even the the choice of like you know you you go into the castle. The castle, just the walls alone was so cool. So look, reminded me of kind of Kurt Ungle. Um, mm. And he's just going through a side part. And it's like, oh, you could go that way. Or you could go through the main gate. And if you're a psycho, you go, no, I want to go through the main gate and die instantly. Or you go, yes, thank you very much. And you go the side way and everything. But the fact that there is multiple ways now to tackle these places. I thought the, I thought the, the voice acting as well was better. Really good. I thought it was pretty good. Like the, the close, people close. you're talking to. Her. Yeah, it's closer to like the likes of Demon Souls by Bluepoint like actual voice acting and the mouths actually now move yeah because it took bloodborne up till no it took from software possibly up until sekiro to get the mouths moving i can't even remember if the mouths move in sekiro right (laughs) because bloodborne their their mouths don't move dark souls 3 their mouths don't move dark souls 1 dark souls 2 their mouths never move when they're talking but i thought it was of a high quality Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah someone speaking. I thought it was yeah, really yeah. like good as well as everything else looking of high quality. Yeah. Um yeah, it looked cool. Yeah, it's like I was like, this looks great. Anyone who's a from software fan oh, I, losing their shit. I can't imagine anyone looking at this going, ah shit. <laughs> you know, other than the fact that yes, Adam. the gameplay might not be for you. <laughs> no, but I mean it looks stunning though. I was. I actually. I'm curious. Is it is it a day one purchase for you? Uh, probably not. Oh, how come? I think I need to take a slight break from games that are going to. Well, first of all, at the moment, I have no time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not coming until next year. That's true. Uh, but who knows what happens in next year? Yeah. Um, but also, I think I need to take a slight break from games that are going to make me die every five seconds. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I suppose I, I'll need to see more. I need to see more, and then and then I'll and then I'll judge. All right, okay. Would or it I'll be just... on your radar though at all? Like so, for example, like for me, I'm not getting it. Oh, and no, that's, and that's knowing that it looks great, it looks stunning. I expect it to get nominated for awards. I wouldn't even be fighting with that possibility. It's just knowing that the gameplay is not for me that I won't be able to enjoy it in terms of I want to explore that world and it's not going to let me. That's, that's what's going to happen with me. So I know it's not a purchase for me. But I'm uh, just wondering, is it even like uh, on your purchase radar at all? Yeah, no, it would be on my purchase radar. Like, I'll probably be like, oh, look, it's birthday or Christmas. Can I get that? You know? Sure. But it wouldn't be day one purchase because, um, you know, there might be other things I have to, I have to play or do. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But, uh, but I know it, w- it wouldn't be completely off my off my radar. Because it looks, it looks fucking brilliant. And I would love to, not at the moment, die every five seconds. But I'm sure at some point I'd be like, yes, punish me. <laughs> there was something in it that I don't know enough about that you probably know more about. Which was they were talking about like 
the online play part. Always been there. That's been there since Dark Souls 3, right? That's been there since Dark Souls 1, I do believe. Oh, I didn't know it went that far back. How does Yeah. Apart from the cooperative element, though, because they mentioned other things. Yeah, player versus player. It's always been there as well. That's right. a bitch. That's an yeah. absolute bitch. No. That's annoying. That would annoy the fuck out of me. Can you turn that off? Yes. I, I believe so. Yeah. So See, it is optional. Yeah. Online is, is quite helpful in that players can leave for you messages that can kind of give you a hand. It's like, oh, look, an enemy around the corner or, you know, chest ahead or illusionary wall or something. Because I think they have demonstrated that in Elden Ring. They hit like a player showed a wall. They hit it and disappeared. Mm. That that's in that's in pretty much all of them. I actually don't know if it's in Sekiro, but it's definitely in all of them, where they you know you hit a wall and it shows a new area, probably leads to a chest or, or some larger map. Um, but the yeah the the online can be really helpful when you summon allies to help you with boss fights, but it can be piss fucking annoying when it's like Dark Phantom appeared and that's obviously someone who wanted to fight you. And it's kind of like. You know what? Just yeah, just kill me, get it over with, and then I'll just fucking get on with this when I die. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So there's all, there's they're nearly always way better at the game than you. So you're just always And did I just like is the incentive there just to show up and piss you off? Yeah. I suppose I just don't get it from like I don't get it as an option even in a game that's already so challenging and punishing i i don't to add it. to add what is essentially a trolling option mechanic yeah as opposed to the cooperative thing makes a lot of sense to me that like, if someone say like me who mm. wants to experience the world but just finds it so difficult it's just not as responsive with games like this that's like oh maybe someone who is good at it could like help me through it and we could like experience it together and that could be a lot yeah. of fun so the cooperative thing makes sense. Where it's like, okay, do you want to partner up with a buddy or like go on a D&D quest together within this? Because they're very D&D inspired. Oh, yeah. Even oh, yeah. The, the... All, all of them are. Oh, so many fantasies there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To add the element of like, oh, you can go in and fuck someone else's game up on them. Yeah. Now, see, the thing about it's them is they, they do have slight restrictions in that right. it's usually only in some areas where it happens. Oh, okay. And even if they showed up, you could bolt out of there. Just get the fuck out of there. You know, like, no, nope, oh, yeah, no. I, I just leave, like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I do understand. And sometimes some of them, some of the, the enemies that might appear, like, let's say Dark Phantom, they might appear to, to do a 10 cent to fuck you up. And you, you'll get it used to this in that their naming scheme. So if it says, like, Dark Phantom beasts hunter 69 or something like that you know it's like right well that's a player right but it has like yondel the great it's like that that could be a player or it might be a character and those ones are certainly npc like characters that might appear right usually only appear online as well are like they're they are possible to beat okay and they actually are rewarding they'll actually give you they could actually give you new weapons and armor you wouldn't be able to get if you didn't fight and beat them. But can that happen while you're in the middle of like a quest? Yes. Yes, it can. You see, yes, yeah, it can. That, that would, that's annoying to me. Yeah, no, because I remember I was playing Dark Souls 3 
and I was doing the DLC to Ring City, which is a really hard DLC in my opinion. Really mm. hard. It's ridiculous. Right. And I was going into a room that was already really hard. It was like a big spiral room that went downwards. Yeah. And it was already really ridiculously hard. And in the middle of me doing that, like a dark phantom, like a player showed up to try to fight me. And I was like, oh, for... yes, it is really annoying. And I wish they didn't have it in it. I wish the multiplayer yeah. was only cooperative. It was the one thing that like everything that he named out during the the preview, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, wow, that's really cool. You know, and like part of me inside was jealous. I was like, I wish I could fucking play this. You know, I was like, oh, that sounds really cool as well. Um, but that was the one bit where it's like, and don't forget, we have online play, including cooperative and invasion mode. And I was like, that's not good. That's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. Invasion yeah. mode is a bad. Well, that's personal bias. Maybe people out there love the invasion. Oh, mode. yeah. No, it's because when I was playing Dark Souls 3, there was one particular map, a swamp map, right? It was a, mm. a large swamp area. And it was when I was, I, I, there's covenants in Dark Souls 3. Now, I learned after a while, if you get rid of these confidence, this thing won't happen all the time. But it kept happening right, to me okay. a lot. And I was like, why? It just keep happening. This is so annoying because I'd be in the middle of doing something and then it's being dragged to another world. And I was like, why does that keep happening? Until I figured out, oh, I'm supposed to take away Covenant. Um, but what happened is I get dragged to this to like to the same area, but in a new world where it would be me and like a team of other people, and then like a team of other people, and we'd have like a battle thing, but I would just kind of die straight away and then just get on my quest because that's what I wanted to do. But like that's the thing as well. But in saying that, because there's cooperative play, I can always just give you a hand. Yeah, me, you, and Adam could actually all join together and go on the quest. It's it's not as common as they they make it out. Yeah, right. I get you. I get you. It, w- it wouldn't be that common. It is annoying, but it's not that common. Right. I mean, look, it, it, I I'm gonna keep an eye on it. It's it could be a fun. It could be a fun one. The thing is that it's not just that I find it hard. I find the combat in those games not fun. Okay. It's not actually fun combat. Regardless of the difficulty level, it's boring. Blocking, parrying, attacking. I just wish it was faster, more fluid, and more fun. You know, that that's all. Right. Yeah. Uh, but well, that's, this, this, that's this a personal looks, preference. This one know? looks like that with a lot of the kind of swirls and stuff they were doing. I will say the animations look great. And also, yeah. the particle effects on the magic shown throughout. Mm-hmm. Holy diver. Like, the red lightning. You know, like, the big boss on, like, the giant golden horse thing? Yes. And there was just fucking red lightning everywhere? Yeah. That lightning looked fucking awesome. Yeah. And That's that had me thinking cool. a couple of things. Not only that, it's like, okay, so the effects in this particular game look great. But also just had me thinking about particle effects and magic effects in the next generation of consoles. Full stop. Hmm. I was like, you know, these are all the the, the future. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, this, but... it's not like it's only going to be this game on its own. It's like if this is how good magic is going to look in the future. <laughs> you know, when you get to a point where you think, right, graphics can't get any better. I've seen. No, I'm not saying that Elden Ring had the best graphics I've ever seen. But they can improve in ways you didn't think about. Yeah. 
And also then, and yeah, you just get to a point where you think I've seen the best now, but then you're like, oh wait, there's going to be a whole other generation. At some point you're going to come back. Like at one point, The Last of Us was just the best graphics ever. It was like, you can't beat this. That's lifelike. Look at that. I go back now and I'm like, oh, it's a bit hazy actually. There's a, you know, it's still great for its time, but yeah, you know, um, you know, and then I played The Last of Us Part 2 and I was like, oh no, that's it. That's it. Done. Dusted. And something will probably come out next year where I go, holy shit. Ellie looks crap, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, no, that'll never happen. You know, it'll yeah. never look bad, but it could get to a point where it's like, oh, now this looks a little dated. Oh no, yeah, it's going to get to a point. We've always said it that it's going to get to a point where it gets going to get so lifelike that it's going to actually just be real people that you control. But I actually think it's going to get so good that we're going to look at it, the screen, like playing the game, like wow, this looks amazing, and then look at just reality and go, huh. Reality's graphics look shit. <laughs> right. That was, uh, 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 games look better than the real world. Yeah. It'll be everything will be so perfect in a game. Oh my god. The metaverse. The matrix. Uh, <laughs> the matrix. Enter it. Enter the matrix. Oh um, that, ah, imagine that remade. Anyway, yeah. Elden Ring. Looks great. I am curious as well, uh, with Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Just from looking at it, is there a need for this to be its own thing? Or, or, could, could, this, or could this have been like Dark Souls 4? Yeah, it, it seems like it could have been Dark Souls 4. I'm just you curious. Know, like, Maybe, maybe other people out there are like, no, no, no. Like, there's something so different about this and its identity. But I didn't see anything that's like, it's still a dark medieval fantasy style game. Yeah, and like it, Dark Souls, Dark Souls is always set at the end of the at the end of the world, right? right. It's always well, I'm not too sure with Dark Souls two, but Dark Souls one and Dark Souls three is always the end of the world, and you're either going to prevent that from happening or not, mm-hmm. or do something else or whatever, right? So that's usually when it's set. So it's when civilization has collapsed and everyone has become undead and all so on and so forth. And it's always in a specific kingdom or specific land, right? Yeah. So there is nothing for it to say that this is a different land at a different time. The world is not ending. It's somewhat prosperous, but this is a cursed land. You know what I mean? Like just Mm -hmm. this kingdom has fallen into disarray and darkness. And again, the dragons look quite similar. They have this wyvern-like dragon design that's quite similar. They have undead knights going around. So, yeah, no, and like the weird weird kingly chaps and stuff like that. There, There isn't really much in this that says that this couldn't just be another land that practices in a different kind of magic and it's set during it. Yeah. I just get the sense that this is the beginning of a new franchise. Like, I, I think there could be an Elden Ring 2 and an Elden Ring 3 down the line, right? Probably. I just have a feeling. And with that in mind, given that they have the opportunity to do a new IP, which is great if they're coming up with new stories and stuff, I'm just wondering, are they doing enough with it, though, to differentiate it? And not only in, like, the designs, which all look fantastic and, you know, if that's that's what the identity of from software games is, then that's what it is. I do just wonder in the gameplay, and I don't mean making it easy because that's look they have their thing and that's their thing. 
I do just wonder, is there something that they could have added to it or something that they could have done a little bit different that differentiates, that differentiates the Elden Ring identity from their previous works? Like, I, I, I'm starting to wonder, outside of just like writing and, and new designs, Elden Ring looks amazing and it looks like a mix of all of their soups, but is it too safe? Could be. I'm thinking if they if they really wanted to go different, mm. an interesting way they could have went in making the game hard was would actually be and to include again the like the campfire idea and stuff like that. Because mm. I know they have the you go over and you hit the open and boop and uh, the, the 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 out of the grace, the grace wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. It looked it looked like something out of um, Ghost of Tsushima. It looked beautiful. Yeah, but it also looks like you know the bonfire animation. It is actually the oh, bon- right, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's actually the bonfire animation from Dark Souls Three. Right. I mean, that, they're obviously reusing assets and and stuff yeah. from their previous. Yeah. I think a, an interesting idea they could have done because it's open world, and you're in this land, is to play on a survival tactic. So the game is hard more than more so broader than just the enemies are really hard, but more so in like you're looking after many things. Right, I get you. Like, make it more of like a personal tactical RPG. Yeah, that that I think that would have that would be an interesting way to differentiate it. Like, but you have to then worry about your hunger and your stamina and your fatigue, like fatigue and stuff like this. So therefore, you have to light campfires at particular safe spots and right. sit there and eat food and stuff like that. And then you have to forage and stuff in this dying land full of monsters. Yeah, uh, that could be interesting. Um, I, I suppose like in bringing this up I'm not trying to take away from the fact that this looks like a solid game yeah it does so I don't want anyone thinking otherwise I am just at this point I suppose with how many games they have made and different IPs that with the opportunity to do something a little bit different it's like I just wonder why didn't they um, and, and no is it a possible shame that they didn't or is everyone just like, no, I just, I want what I want. I want what they've done before and that's it. So although, although there could be people who are such huge fans who are, if they hear this, think themselves, what are you talking about? It is completely different. How do you not see that it's different? Right. Right. What's, but what's different about it other than the different setting? Well, you ride a horse, a horned horse, a bull, a goat, whatever the hell this thing is. Yeah. And that is cool. (laughs) That is cool. Uh, so you have that. It's an open world. They've never done open world ever. Um, oh, the- okay. Hold on. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, they've never done open world. Sorry, I thought Sekiro and Bloodborne were open world games. No, they're they're linear games. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's something new to it. I didn't realize. So that I actually is no, no. I thought I thought that, and again, I haven't played. Um. Sekiro or Bloodborne so I'm only going off like gameplay that I've seen from people but I, I thought they were uh, particularly Sekiro I thought because I know that there's a giant like snake that's fucking amazing looking uh, and I've seen that go around and stuff and I was like oh it must be a huge open world no that's a lin- linear path okay. now again okay. you might be in an open area and go around multiple ways that could lead you down you. different paths but Yo, they have open areas, not open right. world. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Oh, okay then, because then the big flex, then knowing that, the big flex in the preview was the map. Hmm. 
Oh, the map was huge Holy and shit. shit, actually, yes. And the fact that you have to get like fragments to like mm. put the map together, that's a really cool idea. That it does look like, idea. I think someone actually, I did see in the comments, someone did compare, it was like Dark Souls and Breath of the Wild slapped together. And it's like, yeah, you know, it is. It is like those two put together. Yeah, that's um, a good, that's a good uh, comparison. Yeah, it's like if Legend of Zelda became 18s. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. It's... Yeah, because I mean, the Legend of Zelda games aren't easy. Oh, Christ, no. Either, like, they're not very Jesus. forgiving games either. Like, they're quite difficult. Yeah, they fucking are. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. They're, they're tough. But, uh, yeah. I wonder as well, would anyone ever like a From Software game where your protagonist is voice acted? Or would that take away from the magic of Sekiro. the experience? Wow, I should do my research. <laughs> you should, you should do, yeah. the, in Sekiro, is the character voice acted? Yes. Really? Yeah, there's cinematics and he's voice acted and everything. Yeah. Oh. And he has, a, he, has a, he has a name, he has a title, which is also something. That, Sekiro is, is really different to what they've done. But I should shut the fuck up then. Sekiro then is, they, they did something different. And that one game of the year, right? Yep. That year. It did. Yeah. This one is a strong contender, I'd say, for next yeah, year. Probably. Like, uh, it's, it, it'll probably will. Maybe it's too soon to say, maybe something else that really surprised, but it probably will come down between this and God of War. Yeah. They're uh, also the the woman that comes to you who looks like she's going to be your level up er. Because in Bloodborne. Kind of like your guide, right? Like she's, yeah, she sounded like she like plays that role. Uh, so, like in Bloodborne, you have someone you go to at your safe spots who will level you up. Hmm. Dark Souls, you have the same, go to your safe spot and you level up with someone. And then they had uh, in someone in D- Demon Souls that you go to and levels you up. It's always a woman, always a woman that's kind of your caretaker. But I think this could be one of the few times, or one of the first times, maybe that they gave the woman an actual eye. Already, oh, they usually yeah. don't have eyes. They usually don't know. Uh, I think Bloodborne, the doll has the eyes turned backwards. Do so they always the... do something weird with the eyes in reference to say like the oracles of Greek mythology or? I think so because in Demon mm. Souls she has wax covering her eyes, candle wax, That's and then cool. in um... see their designs are so cool. Like... And then in Dark Souls they they put on like a helmeting or a visor thing because by mm. seeing by seeing dark there is they have this concept with to do with eyes. I think it is to come from the old mythology of souls are kept within the eyes or something. Right. Oh yeah. Um, yeah so by, sac- by sacrificing their especially in the Dark Souls and Demon Souls. By getting rid of their eyes, by sacrificing their eyes, they can perceive more or something. Okay. They can pluck them without having to be tempted by them or something like that. Uh, but yeah, their designs and reasons for their designs are so cool. Do we know the plot of Elden Ring yet? Uh, no. It's probably out there somewhere. Probably. So, someone let us know. Well, if, you, or, if, you've, if you've been following this closely, let us know. Is there ever a plot? <laughs> I don't no, know. There is. There, there There's no point There's asking a... me. I didn't even know. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> uh, no, there always is a plot. I, I don't know what the plot for this one is. Yeah. Um, George or Martin's involved, so there's probably some titties in there. <laughs> that, that's, that's what that means. I'm sure... <laughs> I'm sure he wrote lots of lore and background and history and that probably, kind of Probably, but... I imagine that was all of his involvement, though. I feel like he added in the trees. Being a huge Lord of the Rings fan, he added those trees. Because <laughs> every time I saw those trees, I was like, ah, oh, the Silmarillion. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I, I would say that he wrote, like, the history and lore of the world. Hmm. 
and then they took that and worked and i know. find it's so that's very weird that he would do that i'm pretty sure i no. saw in an interview actually that's exactly what he said his involvement was because he was asked i think he was asked about it and he was like oh i haven't worked on that game for the last two years he was like i i wrote my part and they're doing no the best. i like, think but it looks the, good <laughs> the, the the thing i'm more confused about is why did they bother get george or martin get anyone they they can write stories and lore themselves. It's littered through it. Every single piece of item you pick up and pretty much littered yeah. in all their dialogue. The only reason I would have seen getting someone like George R. R. Martin to write the lore for a world is if it was going to actually be a cinematic storytelling game where things are actually going to be explained. Because obviously from South Maybe they never, exp- never explains anything. Maybe, Maybe this one will be. Maybe this will be like very... we were kind of saying like where you were saying Sekiro does have actually like more of a traditional storytelling kind of layout in terms of cinematics and stuff. Mm. Maybe you will reach certain checkpoints and there will be certain stories, but it's just that you have a freedom of choice as to when you go about them. Maybe this game really is a combination of everything they've done before. And in terms of giving the world a very rich history, Mm. maybe they just wanted someone who has experience in writing histories and politics and all that stuff for an entire world yeah maybe they're maybe they were inspired by the works of george r R. martin for this particular game and maybe they were like why don't we just ask him if he wants to work on it you know like stuff like that does happen um yeah it's interesting yeah that's cool i love to go with the many arms yeah just it's so unnecessarily has many arms, but you don't fuck it. It's got many hands. It's like grad, unless it's to do with greed. Could be because he does say he's part of like the golden throne or golden order. He does. Maybe it's the kind of symbology of greed. Yeah. But, uh, yep. Yeah. The fact you can summon souls to help you. That was good. Yeah. I love the spells. That was cool. That was cool. As well. That was cool. Mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. The spells are great. And the animations are great. Looks like a great game. 10 out of 10. Game of the year. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. It probably will be. Let us actually, yeah, do let us know what you thought of thought of Elden Ring, actually. Put that in the comments. I do enjoy reading those comments. Even if you are saying, no, you're wrong and stupid. Chris, oh, yeah. Do your, oh, Chris, fucking... do, Chris, do your research. <laughs> yeah, tell me. Like, yeah, bring it on. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. Uh, so what was the, the other thing then that you sent it? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So during the week as well, um, there was an official... It's not a trailer. It, I think no. it's the opening cinematic. Yeah. So like, and that's we had, of we have Resident Evil the, the Resident Evil trailer. Then we have the, the huge, massive Elden Ring gameplay, which I don't even think like there's probably so much more to break down into that. Oh yeah, there's but a lot. Then, yeah, it's like twenty minutes long, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's huge. But, but then, then it was this... also during the week there was, um, and this might not be on as many people's radar to be honest. No, but it's it not was really the online. Opening cinematic for Final Fantasy VII, the first soldier. Yes, which is iOS sort of... and Android game. Yeah. yeah. And we don't we don't talk about mobile gaming a lot here. No, not really. Well, unless it's Infinity Blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah there was a while where it was like, <laughs> yeah, Infinity Blade. I, I would I fucking love if, Blue, if they gave Bluepoint permission to remake Infinity Blade. Because if that, like, that would have to be done like Dark Souls style. I know, obviously, they to be fair, it would. No, to be it, fair, it, it was would. that style, like that. Oh, yeah. I get that heartbeat. That was so good. But yeah, 
somebody out there for Eric. And this week is Eric's birthday. Yeah, next time you guys see me, I'll be 25. Yeah, so for Eric, somebody, Blue Point, Blue Point, we're please. talking to you directly. Please. Yes, please. Remake Infinity Blade for Eric. Infinity Blade 1, <laughs> he might 2, be and the 3. only customer. No, of course people would buy it if, like, even if they've yeah. never played the original, a new game by Blue Point, like, and if you like Dark Souls, people love those style games. So yeah, yeah do it, man. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Anyway, yeah. Final Fantasy yeah. Seven First Soldier, iOS and Android, opening cinematic. What do mm. you think of it? Uh, I thought that the music was cool. Music was cool. Yeah, but I mean, you can't really go wrong there. The the soundtrack to Final Fantasy Seven in any variation, remake, original, Crisis Core, Before Crisis, whatever. The music is always great. Um, so the visuals looked cool, but I don't pay a lot of close attention to these kind of opening cinematics, which will look nothing like the actual. Yeah, game. that's that's what I'm thinking. It's like, ah, oh, wow, that looks yeah. cool, but I know I can't do that. Yeah, if that's I play not the game. the game. That's not the game. That's not the game. Like you're doing this kind of like opening cinematic awesome trailer showing these main characters it's like but i know those characters don't exist yeah they're, they're not in it this is a battle royale game which i won't get because i don't like battle royales i think they're for me personally i think they're all the same you play one you've played them all you play right. it once you've played it a hundred times it's never going to change i know obviously people can argue but there's the updates the new maps and the new weapons and the new costumes and stuff mm-hmm. this is like yeah but it's it's not for me i suppose that just doesn't appeal to me yeah or that's not enough to appeal to me to make me want to play the game and endure dying every five seconds at least with dark souls or demon souls or whatever you can level up and you can get past it and you can get further to somewhere else but anyway uh the one thing that intrigues me about it mm-hmm. i mean the, the the music was awesome for it. but from the opening cinematic trailer, it obviously shows things. You can use guns, you can use swords, you can use magic. Yeah. Summons. Yeah. I think they did demonstrate that before. And that's an interesting thing to have in a battle royale, which is summoning a giant monster to fuck up your enemies and make it easier for yourself. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I'm thinking of giving it a go. Um yeah. I know Adam pre-ordered, didn't he? Yeah, because, well, I don't know if it's, like, a full purchase game or if it's going to be, like, installments. Free to download with in-app purchases. So I'll double-check that. But if if you could try it out, I might as well try it out. Uh, I got the backbone uh, for Mm -hmm. my birthday. Anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's, like, it's this controller that you connect to your iPhone. And there's obviously... um, variations of that not of the backboarded model in particular but there are other controllers you can get for android phones as well it's it's that one behind you isn't it that white box behind you with the kind of controller shape yes and anyone yes. listening on audio platforms hasn't a clue but yes there's a box there right behind me <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so your phone ends up right in the middle your screen ends up in the middle and then you have analogs it's a and i played call of duty mobile on it and it's it is great and in reality the reason i got it was purely for when ever crisis comes at next year which is the one i'm way 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 more excited about yes um and to be able to play that in that way it'll be so fun um and i'm so intrigued by what to do with that but in the meantime 
because I have it. I'm like, why not give a game like this a go? If I had to use the touchpad on my phone, I would not enjoy this game. But with the backbone, because it's got like your left and right triggers and your analogs and all that stuff, I actually might enjoy a game like this. Um, this not... episode is sponsored by Backbone, by the way. <laughs> sponsored by Backbone. Um, I don't think I'm going to love it. I don't think this is the kind of game that's like I'm going to pour hours into and I really care about like the story or anything like that. But it could be a game where it's like, oh, I'm on my lunch break. Oh, I'll play a round of, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. It could be just that, uh, just, just a bit of fun. Uh, I'm not particularly into battle royales, but I am curious to see what they do with the magic and the summoning, like you said. I'm also curious if they will try and integrate a story in some sense in there. And if they do, what are they going to do with Sephiroth? I have a big question mark on that. I don't think you can make a game called Final Fantasy VII the first soldier and not include in some way, shape, or form Sephiroth. They will. And you know how they will do it. How will they do it? You turn into him? <laughs> no. Like, what? What? I don't know how they'll do it. I really don't. What do you think? You fight him? No. It's a cosmetic. Now you look like Sephiroth. You now you look it? like Zack. Now you look like Claire. Yeah, it's a fucking battle royale. There's no story to this. It's a battle royale. Maybe not, but if they're trying to expand on... If they're including this in the compilation... Like, remember, before Crisis was just a mobile game. Mm -hmm. Right? With its own strange little gameplay. That wouldn't be for everyone. Or like, you would be like, oh, that's like a silly, like, uh, a digital card game or something like that. Right, yes. But it played into the story. It talked about the origins of Avalanche. And okay. it's canon. And it talked about how Rufus Shinra helped build Avalanche secretly. Oh. Not cool. like it's huge. It talks about where Avalanche was formed, which is in Cosmo Canyon. The original members of Avalanche who came from Wutai. That's in a little mobile game. So when you well, think about how connected Square Enix try to be with the wider universe i just wonder are they going to obviously well then then they're not going to include sephiroth at all because it's going to be about all the first first soldier sephiroth wasn't the first soldier was he no that's what i'm wondering though does it lead oh actually i too sephiroth speaking of uh we're talking about the story we're talking about the cinematic Mm. hojo's rise to power was cool because they kind of slightly touched on that in it yeah but why show it do you get what I'm getting at? Right. Sh- like, okay. It's one thing if it is just a battle royale, right? And obviously that is the gameplay and that's whatever. And that could be just fun. Maybe but why show in the opening cinematic of this game key moments in the history of Shinra? Okay, maybe they do a thing where like, you know, you get a challenge, a weekly challenge, a daily challenge, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Uh, you know, complete a daily challenge and you unlock like a cosmetic item, like a chocobo hat or something like that, right? Sure. Complete a weekly challenge and you get like a cinematic. Maybe. It's done like that sort of still style, like the way they did for the opening cinematic. Yeah. It's done in stills, but it tells a story. Yeah. So maybe they might do something like that. That'd be nice. 
I, I was thinking that they might. And now, again, yeah, in what way they deliver it, I'm not sure. Like, yeah, how do you earn it? Or how do you progress this story, so to speak, when mm. it's obviously clearly like an online player versus player thing? But maybe it's a thing of like, maybe there's a certain story mode where you fight Wutai or like a campaign mode. Hmm. Or something like that, career mode, so to speak, where you take on missions for and you just fight the AI and you're working for Shinra. I don't know. But just it's just so it was just it's like, why have this beefed up? Like, why why isn't the opening cinematic not just people fighting each other in in Fortnite style? So that you're like, cool, that's the energy of the game. Great. I'm going in for that. Like, why have any kind of story details at all? Sure, Fortnite does that too. Yeah, but that's the, like, okay, I haven't played nearly enough of Fortnite. I've played moments of Fortnite, right? Mm -hmm. But Fortnite does storylines. Oh, yeah, it does, isn't it? In the form of big events and stuff, doesn't it? It does, like, oh, like, this month's event is, like, an alien invasion or whatever it is, right? Right. Or it'll do like it's DC themed and DC characters are like portals are going to open and DC characters come into the or whatever they do. They find a way of they don't affect the gameplay. It's still a, you know, battle royale. Hmm. But they do have a story mode, so to speak. Or storylines. Yeah. You know, not in a Naughty Dog fashion of a storyline, but in a you you make it you're you're given hints of what it was and you make up the rest of it. Sure. I'm right. just wondering, are they gonna do something like that with this? But the story won't be like weird, bizarre cross-ins with the Mandalorian just so that they could fit a Mandalorian skin in there and make kids buy it. It'll be tie-ins with the Shinra universe and the Five Had Seven universe, which might give further background or context to the Final Fantasy Seven remake universe that's what i'm curious about yeah i don't know obviously because i haven't made the game oh no i know i know this is all just, just thinking out loud ponderings ponderings based on that opening cinematic what they've called the opening cinematic of the game yeah yeah cool. or it's designed to make me think there's going to be a storyline so i go and buy it and it's not <laughs> you know see i was i was i don't know I think when I was when I was watching, I was leaning more towards that kind of idea. That's like right. this is just a nice opening cinematic to watch. Uh, it means nothing really because it's it's setting up what the game is about. Mm. That's the story. Yeah, and then that's it. There's nothing else to it. Yeah. So yeah. it's tied into um, how it's tied into the the Final Fantasy universe is just literally. Shinra got a bunch of soldiers or a bunch of Shinra guards put them into virtual reality to fight each other to make the first soldier and that's how it's tied in Yeah, rather than that's just about the royal there's not really else and then yes they'll probably have crossover events where they have the Mandalorian skins so kids can buy them <laughs> no but they might do um... yeah I mean look I, I don't doubt that there will be skins and things either from within the Final Fantasy 7 universe or little winks at the wider Final Fantasy universe um, like a lightning skin or something like that that mm. you can buy and purchase because that's how these games get made they 
you know, that's if it's free in the beginning. If it's not free in the beginning, by God, it better be a full game. Because you can't sell a full game and then keep selling it. Unless you're Bethesda and you're selling Skyrim. Then you can do Or Capcom at Resident Evil 4. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I will keep buying it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It has to be a superb game before you do that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, that's really it. I'm just curious. Yeah, um, I mean, I I personally think there's there's not really going to be much else to it. I think it's going to follow the same format as every other, uh, you know, every other battle royale. Slap as many cool, um, cinematic intros onto it as much as you want. It's the gameplay is never going to look like it. It's going to be like a Ubisoft Assassin's Creed game. Sorry, no, no, hold on. It'd be like every Ubisoft game ever. Sure. Uh, right. Where yeah, the cinematic is awesome, and then it's like that's not the gameplay. It's never the gameplay. Jesus, man, you're brutal. <laughs> I am brutal. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I think out of the three of us, I'm not the most brutal. Adam is. <laughs> He's not no, here I'm to j- defend I'm himself. Joking. I know. That's why I'm saying it now. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> he, he scares me. Uh, I think that's that's then everything then, isn't it? Because it does like. It does look good, but I I won't get it. Or yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably give it a go. I'll give it a go if it's free or if, even if it costs money. Uh, it depends on how much it would be. Um, okay. So what would be and also limit? like if there was depending on like you know if reviews come out and say for whatever reason this is fucking amazing, everyone needs to play it, and it's like ten euro. Then I might be like, okay, why are all these reviews so good? Maybe I should get it. That's that's actually strangely enough a very expensive mobile game. Oh, I haven't bought nearly enough. Oh, uh, they're more like five euro at most. Oh, I mean that's or not added, a lot of actually, money for a game. Actually, though, they could reach about ten euro maybe. Yeah, like that's but that's not a lot of money for a, a game. It's really. It's not. We- I do find it so weird though that it's like with consoles you mm. go because oh like Keen uh, Kena, which is a, a phenomenal game. Um, that that that's that's a beautifully superb, well crafted game. Um, it's like 30 40 euro. Oh, that's so cheap, yeah, amazing! It's 40, isn't it? 40. Yeah, yeah, it's like that's that's amazingly cheap. And you buy it, and you're like, wow, this is amazing. The animations and the, the lighting and the, 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 the music is so good. And then you get to like a mobile game, you're like, oh, Jesus, five euro, that's so steep. Because, like, right, if, right, right, yeah, each of it. Each Infinity Blade was five euro, and it did make a lot of people not buy them because it was like, "Oh my god, it's so much money! It's five yeah. euro." I know, yeah, yeah. There, there, there comes an expectation, doesn't there? It's like if it's up on a if it's on a console, then it's like it's a big game. But if it's on a mobile, it's like that's only a mobile game. You yeah, know, there's it's like not, a different outlook on it. It's you know, uh, yeah. and maybe that'll change in the future because mobile gaming is going to become. It's already big in some parts of the world, but it's going to become bigger and bigger. Especially, it's gonna be so huge, especially with like Xbox's um X Cloud streaming and stuff like that. Mm, Onto your your mobile, are they doing? Am I wrong in saying thinking that they're doing Game Pass on mobile as well? I believe so, yeah, 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 I believe so. Game Pass is gonna be available everywhere. We're like, we're all gonna be paying for Game Pass, (laughs) sponsored by Game Pass, (laughs) yeah. You want to work your toaster? Well, you got first. You got to pay for Game Pass. I don't know why I'm joking because, like, I'm you know, you're, getting you're, an, I'm getting an Xbox Series X this this Christmas, and you're uh, gonna get Game yeah, Pass. I'm gonna get. I, I am gonna get Game Pass because why wouldn't I? Because then I get to play a fuckload of games on Christmas morning. 
I won't because I'm not a trader. I clearly want a brand new console so that I can play Gears of War 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good shit. Yeah. They're all on it. The... Hey, dog. Oh, nice. Hey, Ali's dog. here. Uh, I do. I would like to play you know, Gears 5, be... actually. That's funny. That has to be pointed out for both visual and audio listeners because you just can't. You can't see this. Can't, you can't see her. But she is there. She's there. Um, all, all floofy. Did you notice uh, during the week, uh, Stranger Things Day? Yeah, I know. I saw a picture of um, your man. Your man? The young chap with the face and the uh, hair. Mike? No, not Mike. Uh, Will. Not Will. Oh, um, Dustin. Dustin. Thank you. I knew that all along. I was testing you. Yeah, I saw a picture of Dustin there celebrating Stranger Things Day. All right, okay, okay. Yeah. No, I just they they like announced like titles for the next season. And that is coming out like titles of the episodes. They do okay. that every season so that people can kind of speculate what it might be about. The mm-hmm. only title that there was two titles that actually caught my eye. The rest of them mm-hmm. is like could be anything. It's obviously in the context of whatever this new season is gonna be about. One of them was Dear Billy which I have a feeling is about Max grieving over her brother, her, her brother who, mm-hmm. who, spoiler, died in the last season. The mm-hmm. other one, which is the second last episode of the season, is called Papa. Oh. So I'm very interested to see what the oh, development oh, there oh. is going to be. Okay. Because I do it's, remember it's Matthew someone... Modine, isn't it? It's always referred to as Papa. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I, you know, as far as we're concerned, he died. But yes. then Eleven was told that he's alive. Mm-hmm. But it was by someone that's like, you're not sure if you can even trust that person or not. Uh, I do have a feeling in some shape or form, he's going to come back. But uh, it's like, will it be in the form of, say, just hallucinations or something, you know, for Eleven? Or will it be that he's actually still alive? Uh, I say he is still alive. Um, you know, he's a big actor, good actor. I think uh, the mind messing with Eleven's mind by being actually real and being Papa mm. could be cool. Uh, they could do sort of like a not exactly, obviously not exactly Soviet spy stuff, but you know way people always implanted those sort of like you know, like the num- what are the numbers, Mason? You know that thing, like planted right. codes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah he could yeah, be using yeah. Eleven. He could have planted like ideas into Eleven's head and he can take control of her and so yeah. she could become the enemy for the fifth season. Or I do trash. hope that they set it up that you know that the fifth season is going to be the last season. And then let that be the last season. Go out with a bang. Happy days. Job mm. done. That's what I hope. But we'll, we'll see. Um, the other thing, apart from <coughs> me, uh, going through, well, me going through uh, puberty again. Hey, guys, want to play some baseball? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, I've been under the weather and getting better. And as soon as I was like, Okay, I'm kind of I'm okay enough to do the the podcast. My voice yeah. is kind of back, and then Adam was sick. So it's like, and then Adam lost winter, his voice. Yeah. Winter sucks, but anyway. Uh, last thing that I saw that was of interest that I think will be of interest to all of us was they released the synopsis for the Batman during the week. Oh, I didn't see that. Not the synopsis is oh. in Jesus. It's not like, oh, here's exactly what happens in the movie. Oh More yeah. So, you know, like the way on like IMDb or any of those reviews, it's like Tim wakes up and then he gets out of bed and he goes and he like it's like the whole fucking yeah no not like that 
and and okay. certainly not like the synopsis on the back of the Phantom Menace VHS, <laughs> which I remember reading. Going, are you kidding me? It was the worst synopsis I've ever read for anything. It, it literally <laughs> said it was like, um, in this movie, Obi Wan when he was a Padawan meets Anakin, who will later become Darth Vader, and it's like, why? What if someone doesn't know that? Why are you ruining it? It's like, and it's it's like. And uh, under the guidance of Palpatine, who will one day become the evil emperor, it's like, yeah. why would you give that away? <laughs> what if someone doesn't know? Let them be surprised. Yeah. Anyway, um, there was one line in particular that stood out to me about this synopsis. And so I thought it'd be a good opportunity for us just to discuss a little something before we finish up. Okay. Okay. And it was that in this particular version, that uh, Batman, because he's so angry and he's going around, he's taking his anger out on everyone, that he's no better than the serial killer that he hunts. Right? Now, okay. that's right. cool, that's fine. But people have ran with that in like articles and being like, oh, Matt Reeves Batman is like a serial killer. Right, which is not exactly the wording that they used, but it's kind of rewording what was used. But it does beg to wonder... We don't know for sure from the trailer, but do Does you he kill? think that this Batman kills and do you want him to kill? I, um, hmm. Okay. If he doesn't kill, yeah. fair enough. But staying true to the very long running recent version of Batman who doesn't kill. Mm hmm. It does stay true to that, and that's fair enough. And I would imagine that what they actually meant was more so that he is so brutally violent towards mm. the criminals that he's pretty much no different than the serial killer. Because he yeah. might as well kill them. Like he's giving them concussions and breaking all their like bones that they can't even walk, or you know what I mean? Like he's making mm. them turn them into vegetables and stuff like you know what I mean? Like he, he might as well be killing them because he's just ruining their life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's the way I would have picked that up, which I think would be really cool. But I feel that either way, whichever way they're going, whether he's just brutally physically massacring these people, not in a killing way, but just like ruining their lives, mm -hmm. or he is actually just killing them, it'd be a really cool dynamic because then you could have Alfred be his moral compass or you could go for that version in the comics where alfred isn't there a version of alfred who tells batman or suggests to batman that he should kill uh i'm sure there is there's so many versions of yeah so like they could almost yeah. go for because this alfred has like a scar and he looks much more brutal like he looks bigger that's like oh. alfred is like teaching batman yes you should kill and like gordon or something becomes his his moral compass which is that what really builds their friendship is that Gordon is kind of teaches Batman that no, they should stand trial and justice because yes, if you're right. doing this, you're no different than the man we're hunting. So why shouldn't we hunt you? Yeah. Either way, I think it'd be really cool. Really cool tactic. Really cool way. Yeah. Yeah. I look at it certainly won't ruin the fucking movie if, if he kills. And it won't be the first time Batman has killed on screen. And probably it won't be the last and Batman has killed on screen before many times. However, I did read it the way you interpreted it first, which is that he's so violent that he might as well be killing them. Hmm. 
And I hope it's that. Yes. The reason I, I hope it's that, right? I do think it'd be cooler. It's possible that it's not that, given that, you know, the famous line in this particular Batman is, I'm vengeance. And sometimes that would sound like, you know, and, and Robert Pattinson has said that the way he approached it is that every single fight for me is personal. Hmm. So that's his. So literally, like, he's like, in every fight, he's picturing Joe Chill. Yeah. So every criminal is Joe Chill. So in that, and so in that sense, like, and you hear the line on vengeance, it could be that he's killing them. But I think personally, there's something more messed up about him justifying what he's doing because he doesn't kill. So that makes it all okay. Yes. When you think about that, that's for me what makes Batman a messed up character. Yeah. And look, he's fucking obviously ramming Penguin off the road and stuff like that. It could be maybe the approach is that he doesn't care if they die, Mm. but he wouldn't like stab someone in the chest or fucking stick a bomb in their mouth and blow them up or something like that, right? Right? <laughs> yeah, kick, 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 kick a guy into the right. guy's grenade, you know. Yeah. But they're they're okay. They're fine. They're fine. They're fine. <laughs> uh and I'm not I'm actually I'm not actually giving out about that version either. Like that's its own thing. But I just I do think that for me personally, there's actually something very messed up um about and it and it does genuinely give Batman in his own head a justification for everything he does if he's mm. like but at least i'm not a murderer yeah like, i'm not i can I, ha- I haven't stooped to joe till's level yeah like i can that. beat up people torture people run people off the roads paralyze people stun people like scare the hell out of people put people in mental hospitals beat people up in mental hospitals mm. but i'm not a murderer yeah as if that justifies everything else that he does for me, that's the great like conundrum of the no kill rule, and I do believe that that's why the Joker finds Batman so funny. Yeah, because he's like, just because you don't kill people, you think everything else you do is fine. That's like the joke of the Batman, like that you masquerade him like, like oh, you're a hero just because you don't kill people. So. Yeah, I, I do hope that this version doesn't kill because I actually think it makes for a more... It gives the Riddler a chance to point out the flaws of Batman. Yeah. Of what he does. And Batman not realizing. Um, But we'll see. Maybe other people are reading it right and Batman is a serial killer who kills criminals. Hmm. And if that's the case, then maybe there's like a big police hunt looking for him too. And, you know, and maybe until the Riddler comes along, the police realize they need to partner with Batman or something, or, you know, we'll see. But it's interesting. I'd love to hear from other people, you know, let us know if, um, do you think that this means Batman in this version kills? Do you, do you expect that Robert Pattinson's Batman is a killer in this movie? And if he is, do you like that idea or what do you think about it? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, looking forward to that movie. That movie was great. But that is all the time we have for today. So that was our thoughts on just a recap. Resident Evil, the nightmare teaser trailer, I suppose. The gameplay overview of Elden Ring, the opening cinematic to Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier. Just 
a brief on season four of Stranger Things and a synopsis line from the Batman movie. And if any of you have any thoughts on, on any of them, please share. Please share. I enjoy getting the notifications, seeing it. That's awesome, right? Do also leave a like. Likes are cool. Ring the notification bell and hit that subscribe because that that that's so joyful. That's so great to see them. But thank you very much. I've been your host for today, Eric. I was joined, of course, by Chris. And we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.